Welcome to The Thriving Christian Artist, the podcast where we hope you connect with God to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live as an artist in His kingdom. I'm Matt Tommy, your host. Let's get started. Well, hey, everybody. It's Matt Tommy, and I'm so glad that you're on the podcast with me today. I've got my friend, a South Carolina artist, D. White, or Dion White is the official name, but we all call her D. So, D, can I? <laughs> I'm so glad that you're here with me today. I'm really happy to be here, Matt. Thank you, and I'm honored that you've given me an opportunity today. Thanks. Absolutely, absolutely. We met when you came to Gathering of Artisans last year, and then we're a part of the uh, Creative to Thrive mentoring program. And I've just had the, a real pleasure to see your life, you know, really unfold into all that it uh, is right now. And there's such a, a beautiful story that's much more than just the last year or so that I've known you and I'm excited for people to, to get to, to hear your story today. So thanks a lot. It's been an absolute pleasure um, in an accelerated fashion, I would mm. say over the last uh, year, especially. And, you know, I just want to tell you that, you know, your materials, your resources, uh, your heart for artists, especially your unlocking the heart of the artist book was kind of a catapult you know, mm -hmm. for me, um, and understanding my identity as an artist and my placement, um, and that, yeah, Hey, God gave me this gift for a reason, That's you know? Right. <laughs> and, uh, so it's been a real acceleration over the last year and, um, going through your mentoring program, uh, just even fueled that even more. And I'm just kind of flying now. Awesome. Well, that, and that's, that's the point. That's, <laughs> that's, exactly, that's exactly what we want to see. So, you know, anytime somebody says that and they're like, you know, I'm living the dream, I'm starting to really see this come together. Everybody kind of sees their life at that point. And I think one of the things that um, I know you asked me, you know, back in the mentoring program on a call one day, and I really have appreciated that question over the years is, you know, Matt, we see you here, but tell us about what it took to get there. And I'd like to kind of turn the tables on you and ask you that today because, you know, I know that, you know, living the dream and really pursuing your dreams and, and living in the fullness of who God's called you to be is not just kind of like, ta-da, it happened, but there's a journey. And so take us back, you know, the, the thumbnail sketch of, did you grow up in a creative house and how did all this kind of start for you? It definitely was a journey, <laughs> but I, um, okay. So there's kind of two parts to this story. So basically I've been a creative all of my life. Uh, I've been painting and creating since I was very young and um, it took a passionate turn interest at the age of about 16. Hmm. Um, painting was really a first love for me. Okay. And um, I spent a lot of my time in high school, even in, you know, my study halls in the art room, but um <laughs> I have just a little bit of professional and institutional teaching, but I'm primarily self-taught and that was driven from within. And so the artistic gift ran in my family actually. And I came from a European home. Cause your mom's a musician, right? She was a fabulously gifted musician. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yes. Who's playing for the Lord for yeah. sure now um, with him in glory, you know? <laughs> so, um, but she, she was actually also visually creative. She wow. always, um, you know, a lot of <laughs> my gifts growing up had to do with art. Um, she always fueled that. She recognized my gift and she fueled that. And so being in a European home, though, too, you're exposed to culture. Sure. And so music, art, 
writing, culinary, whatever, it was always around. And so I learned at a young age to appreciate that and Mm. started to follow that. And my dream was to go to the Art Institute of Chicago. But, um, you know, I was kind of told, hey, you can't be an artist, you'll starve. And so, (laughs) you know that story, right? Right, right. (laughs) And I began to look basically for, well, what's the next option? I can still be creative and make a profession out of it. And so um, I really loved fashion and I had some family that was in New York already working in the fashion industry. And I thought, well, I'll go that route. Mm. But I began to lose momentum and desire because it wasn't what I really wanted to do. And so my dream kind of died, you know, and it was dead for a long time even though I kept my craft and skill kind of active more as a hobby it was kind of just like well there that went you know let's make a professional decision and have a career so I I I did that I worked in the optical industry for a while and got my license and it was great but something was missing there Mm -hmm. was a big void and I began to suffer with a lot of emotional and physical trauma and um, losing a lot of peace of mind and just peace in life. And it was really 20 years before I seriously began to pursue it again. And the way that happened was God began to use my circumstances in my life to draw me back to the canvas. You know, I I can't tell you, and you know this, but so many people around this time of where we both are, which, you know, we're both still 29, right? But Right. um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Twenty nine forever, honey. No, I think there's something that happens right around this, you know, forty year old time frame when you start to go, hmm, is this it? Because if it is, I'm not sure I'm I'm signed up for the right. You know, it's like I got on the wrong boat or something, <laughs> and I'm going to the wrong destination. And I think there's something that happens. I know for me, that same kind of thing around thirty eight, thirty nine. You know, you start going, hmm, gosh. Lord, is there, there's gotta be more. I know that there used to be this person, you know, that loved to do this or that. And when we really start to, to press into that, it's like the Lord starts opening doors. But so many times, just like you're saying, there's all of this insulation and baggage that we've created over the last 20, 30, whatever years that it's not easy to get out of sometimes. No, it's not. And there is, um, And, you know, I think that if I touch on this later and basically in our conversation, I, you know, for the interview is that if we're going to be artistically victorious, we have to be spiritually victorious first. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, breakthrough really has to come before the birthing, you know, is what I I feel. And um, I had to take care of some things first before I could even walk in the fullness of my gift that he gave me but he used that gift to draw me back to him, you know? And so I would accompany it with worship music. I just, I, this urgent desire rose up in me to paint again. And then it drew me to a place of peace and it was a way of escape, but not like in like, I want to escape your reality, but it was just more of an avenue for healing. And so I began right. to just make it a regular practice accompanied with worship music and, um, just quieting myself in that place. And here I am today. That's awesome. Now talk a little bit about, you know, your spiritual process. And I love to ask this question to people because everybody's different. Some people, when they're in the creative process, you know, have this kind of real visceral, um, you know, connection with the Lord. where like, I hear him speak. I'm flowing with him. Every move that I make is in line with his spirit. Then others are like, 
you know, that conversation is going on underground, but it's not something that uh, is informing me overtly. So talk a little bit about how your spiritual connection works in your work. And again, I'm sure how that began to bring you into to more and more healing in your life. Absolutely. Um, it was actually a necessity. Mm. Um, you know, and you said, uh, you mentioned something earlier, but it was like, you get to that place, like you're 40 and like, if this is it, God, you know, <laughs> then right. I got on the wrong. <laughs> and I came to that place more, uh, in a desperation mm. of if this is it, I don't want to be here. Yeah. You know, I just take me home, mm. you know? And so it was a real, uh, I had awakening moment with God. I mean, I've been born again since 1995, but I had really more of a, another born again experience, a reawakening that happened and it came from seeking him intentionally. And so uh, my motto is seek first, you know, Matthew yeah. 633. Yeah. And um, I, I abandoned everything I knew. I surrendered everything I had. And I said, if I'm to do this, and I'm to be here and you say, I have a purpose, then you got to show me and I need you to heal me. And, um, I know that I have a message to bring. And so my spiritual process basically is, and I'm not, I'm not naturally, you know, a real, um, disciplined or habit person, you know, like in right. a good way, it's right. always been the opposite. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think that's a misconception about artists is, Oh, we're just, loosey goosey and we just flow freely and you know and i'm like yeah but honestly god's really big on plans yeah <laughs> he's not really that spontaneous as we think he is right he pre-planned everything even the predestination of jesus you know <laughs> predetermined him so um i basically just you know i take the first parts of my day to seek him and what that even looks like is normally a journal and a pen in hand or my ipad to take notes with my bible and i whether i'm reading a particular book or devotion i incorporate that and i just quiet myself and i meditate on the word and i i ask him you know like what is today i know i've made plans but what is today hold and it comes with a lot of envisioning because vision is powerful to me i know I have to believe it, but envisioning is so powerful to me, Matt. Um, something happens when you sit and envision stuff. And I know oh, you yeah. believe in this as well. Absolutely. Um, and I'm not talking about like, I'm just making it up. Like I'm going off into dreamland. It's, it's, I'm quieting myself and making myself kind of just an available space for the Holy spirit to come and yeah. inhabit and speak to me. And so, you know, I do that anywhere from 20, minutes or so in the morning and I spend time worshiping. Uh, sometimes that incorporates quiet and sometimes it incorporates, you know, the, the worship of normally meditative music that's, you know, Christian in some form or fashion instrumental if I don't want words to get in the way. Um, and then it's really funny because sometimes what can happen is in that moment, um, he might say, let's go for a walk. And that may be the way I start my day, or he may say, let's go to the canvas. And it's mm. just a, it's a place of being really what I do. It's three things. I acknowledge him and I agree with him and I apply that by making myself available to him. Mm, and those good. have all individual little sub things under sure. them. How do I do that? So I, was I just interviewing the other day. I was just interviewing the other day, Mark Berkler. And he said, you know, he talked about the, the voice of God comes to us through spontaneous thoughts that land upon our imagination as we're, as our eyes are fixed on Jesus. Oh yeah. I love that. And he talks about being 
in flow, that when we're in that state, um, that's when flow begins to happen, that, you know, the Holy Spirit speaking, we're seeing, we're agreeing, you know, uh, I, I love that concept. We see and agree with heaven, you know, and release that into the earth. And so this, a, it is a beautiful place that kind of, it's not just obviously a model for, for art, although it is, but it's a, it's really a model for how the kingdom works. And, um, so yes. I love, I love that you're, you're bringing that into to both areas of your life. I like to say like this, because I really like to make God practical for people to understand sometimes. And I even use that in the way that I, I teach painting is I try to make things grabbable, you know, let's grasp this. What is mm -hmm. it? You know, it's, let's demystify him a little bit. Right. And so I just really like to say that it's ultimately an intuitive type of relationship, not yeah. just process, but relationship. It's like, Matt, you and I know being married for a long time and being able to finish your spouse's sentences <laughs> sure, sure. and you know, you know them and they know you because of the time you've been together. And, you know, like I said, I, I think we can have spontaneous thoughts and inspirations, but I think God's preplanned it all. He, he, he's a God of planning. And I think it's a responsibility on our part as well. Well, hey, there's Matt. And you know, one of the things that I found over the years in working with artists is that real lasting change in our life happens best in the context of supportive Christian community. And that's why I wanted to take this opportunity just to take a second and invite you to be a part of my online community called the Thriving Christian Artists Facebook Group. Listen, this group is absolutely free and over the years has actually grown to thousands and thousands of artists in just about every creative medium from countries all over the world. You know, the cool thing is that it's become a real place of encouragement and life for artists, just like you and me, who want to share their work, share their life, connect with other artists, and really pursue everything God has for us as artists in his kingdom. Now, listen, to join, all you have to do is just click the link in the show notes here and answer a couple of questions just to let us know that you're a real person, and bam, you're in, okay? So, listen, I can't wait to connect with you inside of my Thriving Christian Artists Facebook group. Do it now, and we'll see you there very soon. All right, bye. Talk a little bit about how you're then bringing that flow into your work because, um, you know, I, I was talking to somebody the other day on the podcast and, and they were like, you know, some people are um, an artist who teaches and some people are teachers who create, you know, I would love to hear where you see yourself in that and then how you start to bring this flow actually into your work. Cause you actually are a kind of a student of uh, a beautiful, a Japanese technique that's called kintsugi, which is this whole idea of mending the broken pieces. And people may be familiar with that with, you know, how you take a broken pot and put the gold in it. And I mean, just really fabulous. I'd love to hear how you kind of bring that process into your art and, and allow the Lord to speak through your work. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, I'm the last person in the world that I thought would be following Japanese art. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wasn't very academic, you know, being young and being more artistic. It was always just let's be creative, right? So it's really interesting how that came about. But just um, going through a lot of brokenness with um, in life with personal choices I made, even before I knew the Lord, um, you know, I, he had to bring healing in that area, physical issues um, had to bring healing, but just the mending of the heart. And so uh, I began to just see myself um, valuable again, mm. 
Mm. And that's where it started because I, I didn't feel valuable uh, to the people in my life that were in, currently in my life at the times. And I was kind of discarded, you know, by relationships and um, things like that and was told I was unfit and not worthy. And, you know, and God wanted to redeem that. And it, but it came to a place where I had to believe that I was valuable. Because he could say it all day long, but if I don't believe it, then I don't sure. think I'm going to see the fullness of that, right? Exactly. So I, I began to take notice of this art, the Japanese art of Kintsugi. And, um, you know, I saw it kind of coming, you know, social media, there's a lot of things that come up, and I don't know why I wasn't searching for it. And I would see these quotes, and then I would see the actual pottery that they would do. And, um, I went, I, be, I began even putting gold in my work before I saw this art because I, I haven't known about it, but for a couple of years. Right. And so um, I was putting the gold in my art just a little bit here and there. And, and God was speaking to me through that. And, you know, and it was, you know, glorious and things that are holy. And, and I just thought of refining, you know, the refining fire. And so I began to have people send me little images saying, Hey Dee, this reminds me of your art. And it was Kintsugi. And, <laughs> and I'm like, but I, I don't, I'm not a potter. And, you know, cause we forget that it's not literal. Sure. Right. And so, um, I just began to research it and God was healing me in a way and telling me, you know, Dee, I want you to do a self portrait of yourself. And that's, I think I even told you about this. I'm like, this terrified me because I'm not a portrait artist, you know? And so I, I began to meditate. I don't know what I'm going to look like at the end of this. <laughs> a broken porcelain doll sealed exactly. with gold, gold, you know? And I'm like, would that be really pretty? Would that really be pretty? You know? And so I wanted to present the wholeness hmm. that he brings, the redemption that he brings from circumstances in life and that he heals broken hearts and he wounds us, you know, and I even, you know, thought of Jesus's wounds just being filled and sealed with gold. And um, so I began to ask him, well, what, what, what would this self-portrait look like? <laughs> you know, and um, it, I paint florals. I mean, it's one of my most favorite things to do. And so as I'm beginning to create this line of florals, he's saying, Dee, this is a self-portrait of you. You are yeah. painting. Your spirit of Kintsugi, um, from the Holy Spirit, of course, is going into your florals. You're painting your portrait in florals. Well, and the thing I love about this, you know, just that whole metaphor is that obviously is connected to the Holy Spirit. Obviously he's moving through you and in you and in your art and all that. And it's, it's taking an inspiration from him and movement from him and taking it way beyond just overt Christian metaphor and, you know, having to put a scripture on your, on your work or having to call this quote unquote Christian art. It's allowing the mystery of God to come through the beauty of art. And at the same time, you know, you feel completely connected and fulfilled in what you're doing and allowing the Lord to speak as he will through uh, your art to people that view it. So it's yes. beautiful. And I think the thing that where the place I've come to Matt is to understand that this is my job. Uh, it's my assignment. It's, yeah. it's our call. It's not just, um, I'm going to be creative and I'm going to paint and try to sell paintings. It's, you know, I'm, if I ever, 
I mean, I may never sell another painting, you know, the rest <laughs> of my life. But the point is, is that I'm, I'm available to him to bring the message that he wants to bring. And that's why I think sometimes we really have to meditate on those inspirations and contemplate them because there's a maturity of the message. Yeah. And sometimes it happens in process, but sometimes I wait. It may be months before I even put it on a canvas, you know, because I want to make sure that I'm doing what he wants me to do because it's a message. It's his message, but yeah. he's using my life and he's using me to bring that to pass. That's so good. You know, as you look back over your journey and you look to kind of where you are now, obviously you're not finished and you're, you're in process still like all of us, but yes, if you were looking back at your old self, you know, 10 years, 15 years ago, oh a younger boy. version of you, what <laughs> is it that you would say? Because, you know, there's so many that'll be listening to this podcast who are where you were, who are in that place of struggle. And I don't know if I even want to do this or can do this anymore. Um, what would you say to them? And is there a, a habit or a fruitful thing that you've done all through this process that you're like, man, this was the thing that really helped me to start connecting. Yes. Um, well, the first thing would be don't listen to the naysayers. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, it, you know, it, it's hard, but we have to help demolish those opinions and mindsets of what being an artist is. And since it is, one of the granted gifts from the Lord, then there's a purpose for it. So we can't listen to what other people say and you have to just intentionally seek him, yeah. you know, so that you hear what he's saying to you. What's your assignment? What's right. your message? You know? Right. And so don't listen to what the people say and you know, you have to decide. I mean, honestly, I, you have to know what you're asking for because it's a big assignment yeah. um, and it takes time and it takes perseverance. And that would be the biggest thing is I've had to persevere, not just physically in overcoming physical challenges in my life. I've had to persevere mentally and emotionally, but I've had to persevere in my practice, um, causing myself not just to seek him for direction, but also to just make a daily habit of creating in some way or, you know, laying it down to him and creating a daily habit and a regular studio practice because we have to know our skill and in order to bring ex excellence because he's nothing less than excellent, sure. you know? So he, he wants us to know our skill. He wants us to know our craft so we can bring excellence and bring the message, like I was saying, to fullness and fruition, you know, for him. That's so, so good because, you know, yeah. so many people, I think, in – in their journey, especially coming out of, you know, uh, obviously a Christian worldview and that sort of thing, have been taught this idea that if, if it's the Holy Spirit, then it's got to be spontaneous and just on the fly and that sort of thing. And I'm like, you know, I've taught for years, as you know, this whole idea of being filled and skilled out of Exodus 31, that Bezalel yes. was filled with the Spirit of God and at the same time skilled in every manner of workmanship. And I love that because just like you're saying, as you develop that skill, obviously it enlarges your capacity to flow with the Lord and, and do the things that he's calling you to do and not be a, be a limiting factor in that, but be a, be a willing participant in that. So absolutely. Good. It's a partnership. And like I said, it, it's an assignment and you have to mm -hmm. decide it. You know, I, I have to tell you one of the roadblocks um, challenges was that I would hear it all the time and I would feel like, am I cut out for this? Mm. <laughs> but uh, you know what? We are cut outs. We were created in the image 
of him. And so carved out, cut out, you know, it's, uh, and so if he says I'm, I'm capable, um, and if I make myself available, then he'll make me able. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's so good. Well, you know, I know so many people are going to want to connect with you online. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast today and you want to connect with Dee, which I wish you would, uh, you can obviously find her on Facebook, Instagram, but also kind of the hub of her life is at DionWhiteArt.com. And uh, she'd love to connect with you there. Her new podcast, Creative Conversations with Dion White, as well as all the other teaching things. And then, of course, buy your art, right? I mean, that's a... a, a <laughs> Yes, we true. Won't, we won't be <laughs> we able want... to do, do that as well. So yes, awesome. yes. D, what Can a pleasure. Just... To have... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'd like to just, you know, give one of the best things, Matt, I think an artist can do or anybody who's wanting to really find their purpose, you know, is write your artist statement mm. of your, you know, what your why and your how. Um because it's what keeps taking me back and not letting me get off track. And I just want people to realize when you know your purpose, you know, it makes it so much easier to accomplish it. And That's so, right. but yeah, this has been an awesome journey and I'm, I was thrilled to be on here with you today. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And I hope everybody will connect with you and, and reach out and just continue the journey and, and watch how you're, um, you're continuing to grow and expand and do all the things that God's got for you. So Yes. Well, hey, thanks so much. You're welcome. All righty. Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.